All right, guys, another great episode of the Nordeast Podcast coming up. We're going to talk about the Vikings falling to one and three as they fail to get into the end zone for most of the game against the Browns. We'll talk Byron Buxton, Wolves training camp. Here we go, Nordeast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Okay. I don't care anymore, so I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm numb. I just, yeah, I'm numb. Comfortably. I, How about you? I'm in sports purgatory, officially. Yeah. Right. It's just, when I think of sports now, it's just um, white everywhere, or black mm-hmm. everywhere. I'm not really it's sure. It's like the train station for Harry Potter. It's like the train station for Harry Potter, but less beautiful, because there's no beauty in just every one of your teams being in the middle of the pack forever. I think it's more right. like the train station from The Matrix, the third one, where like no. you, you run down the tunnel and then you just come back on the other side. Ooh, oh, no that's every who. season. That's every season for yeah, us. We're is. back. Like, this season's going to be different. People are like, do you remember uh, what happened in that one game three years ago? And I'm like, wasn't that every year? Yeah. <laughs> I think that game happened every year. Yeah. So, no, it's just the same old song and dance, uh, being a Minnesota sports fan and Pretty much just any team I cheer for it yeah. is. So so with that, we're just going to go ahead and now replay one of our uh, episodes from three seasons ago, and you it's won't a, know the difference. It's a, so. it's a clip show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, clip it's show. a classic clip show. All right, guys, before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Yeah, we love you. Thanks, guys. Hi. All right. We are trying a new brewery. What are we having today? Do you guys remember the old days when like, we started out so after we switched from whiskey? That was a bad idea. So then we were like, okay, let's do beer. And we wanted to do a new brewery every week. And we did that for a long time until we ran out. Um, and now we just drink like whatever's a hot new release. So we're going back to the our roots, and we're trying three different beers from one new brewery, Ursa Minor up in Duluth. Um, this one is a session sour with some fruit in it. It's got uh, hibiscus, lime, sea salt. Um, it's called the Pontoon Pounder. What do you guys think? I like it. I think it's nice. I like it. It's easy to drink. This is not blown me away, but it's like really solid. This is a lawn mowing beer. I think I could drink yeah. three of these in a row. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, cheers. I don't know what's going to be next, but I have two more, uh, two more in the cooler. So cheers. All right. Well... I wish we could have another beer right now so we wouldn't have to talk about the next subject, but that is our Minnesota Vikings, who started their game against uh, the Cleveland Browns in great fashion, <clears throat> marching all the way down the field on a perfect first drive, hitting Justin Jefferson multiple times, a wide-open Adam Thielen, uh, before converting on third and long after Kirk Cousins threw the ball about three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Uh, but he finds Justin Jefferson for a touchdown, taking up half of the first quarter. Uh at this point, I was feeling really good about the Vikings. Nice Agreed. start. Yeah. Beautiful start. Uh, then, in what was such a weird thing, the Browns then took up the rest of the first quarter on their drive and still into the second quarter. So the first quarter was just two drives, and it actually extended the second one into the second quarter. It was like seven-plus minutes and eight-plus minutes. The Vikings... I thought the Browns were over 12 with that first with their first drive. No, we, we were at seven and a half minutes, and then they got inside the 10 at the two-minute warrant, at, at the end of the first. Okay. Crazy. And then and then they went, it was third down. Um, they went for it on fourth down. We got a big stop. Seven nothing for a long time into the game. But that was kind of the end of the good for the Vikings for the rest of the game. Yep. Well, we got the stop, right? And yep. then 
they got we got a holding call. No, that was the second time they were at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, we just stuff stuffed them yep. and we got the ball back. Got it back yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. We couldn't move it. A bunch of three and outs for us. A bunch of long punts early in the game by Barry, our new punter, which was pretty cool. Yeah, he um, was crushing it. And then uh, eventually, late in the second quarter, they go all the way down the field. And we stop them inside the five yard line like 15 plays in a row. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty. Some, it was pretty miraculous. It was. Um, one of them, a fourth down stop, where on the backside of the play they call Eric Kendricks for like the sketchiest, lamest hold I've ever seen. Uh, thus changing the game and effectively gifting them a touchdown late. Well, in they the had well, then we four tries at the one yard line. It's. Most well, teams, yeah, they had no, oh, they had eight from like inside the yeah, five, right? Essentially, and they um, did need six, so I give them credit for that. And but. then we Vikings the extra point Ugh. where Pierce <laughs> called a timeout, or, or uh, yeah, was Pierce called a timeout when we didn't have any, so we got called for a delay of game. So instead of <laughs> instead of kicking from the thirty-seven, they spotted it at the one, and then they converted the two-point conversion, and now we're losing eight to seven right before halftime. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we give them the ball right back. Uh, and with time left, and then we, after a penalty, it's third and 20. They have one timeout. We have none. There's 30 seconds. There's, they have to com- convert a third and 20. They come out four wide. I think everyone in the world knew they were running a draw there. Why would they risk throwing the ball for us just to get the ball back? Yeah, they, they stop the clock. Yeah. So if they, it's incomplete. So everyone you know. in the stadium has to know uh, they're just going to run a draw here. It's third and 20. Why risk it? Why do something stupid? So they run it on third and 20 and get 25 yards and a first down, which was the most unacceptable thing I've ever seen. Get themselves into field goal range. Kick a late field goal. It's 11, seven and a half. I was not feeling good at this time. Yeah. No, and not not even for most of the half where Nick Chubb was um, destroying our defense for the most part. I mean, he was getting six, seven, five yards at a time. They were just running at will. Mm-hmm. L- luckily, that was working for them because Baker Mayfield can't throw a football properly, <laughs> as far yeah. as I can tell. I thought Baker Mayfield was about as bad as you could be as a starting quarterback, and he was, like, sabotaging the game. Like, it almost felt like he had money on the Vikings. <laughs> it was that bad. Like, well, like he I said, he was our... wide-open guys. He was our best defensive player. Yeah. Um, my favorite were the two plays, one in the third and one in the fourth, where Odell Beckham absolutely fried Cam Dantzler for what should have been easy touchdowns. The one, he underthrows him by 10 yards, and it hits Dantzler in the helmet. And then the other one, at the very end of the game, they went for it on third down to try to seal the game. He has Beckham all alone to with, walk With Harrison the Smith trying to catch up to him in coverage. He's just alone. He's past everyone. He can't. If he gets it in stride, he probably strolls into the end zone, and he throws it well behind him and incomplete. Baker Mayfield was the only reason we were in this game. Yeah. Uh, but it all comes down to the end. Um, Cousins gets the ball back and gets us to the 25-yard line before noodle-arming a pass that came up short on the last play. Well, yeah. we, had, we had the ball. We had the ball twice Ugh. within the last. He had two four chances minutes. for the game-winning drive, and then we had three timeouts. It and- just sucked. It's so it's so frustrating to be down by a touchdown for as long as we were. Um, and can't get it, can't get it, can't get it. This game sucked. This was not fun. It was two coaches that definitely knew each other very well in Stefanski and Zimmer. They both understood how to attack that offense, and we were running the same offense. So it was like two coaches who just knew, one a defensive coach, one a, one the guy who pretty much created the offense were running, battling each other, stopping the thing that they both know so well. It was just not a very fun game to watch, and uh, the... As, as bad as I thought some of it, especially the offensive guys were, um, Cousins, Madison, Cook, 
uh, Thielen. I thought all of them had pretty bad days or below average days. The offensive line was just horrible. Atrocious. Just horrible. I mean, they were in the, we were running, we were on running plays, handing it off, and there were three guys just waiting to tackle him. You know, it was crazy. Cousins, for as as limited as he can be at times, there, there were plays where there was no stepping up, there was no running away, like the whole pocket just would collapse on him three seconds into the play. And it was just, um, Garrett, was his name Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Miles Garrett lived in the backfield. He's a monster. He he just literally he. That's he, two NFC North O lines he's destroyed in consecutive weeks. He was just you know renting prime real estate in the backfield next to Cousins all game long. I can only assume that Rashad Hill started today because they didn't want Darius's first game to be again trying to block Miles Garrett. <laughs> Miles Garrett. I think they were like, let's not just destroy this kid's. Um, confidence in the first game of his career so i would hope darius starts next week because the biggest travesty to me is that we've been complaining since the moment this show started and before that about the offensive line of the vikings and this year changed we cut our left tackle we drafted a first round tackle and a third round guard the two of them combined have played zero snaps we we signed um, only Mason Cole in a trade. We didn't sign any free agents. Mason Cole has played zero snaps. And other than that, our atrocious line from last year lost its le- left tackle, and we pushed in our backup in Rashad Hill and Ole Udo, and that's it. That's the line. Yeah. So we really shouldn't be all too surprised that they're struggling. Yeah, I think that um, everyone's like, man, the line has been so good. It's like, yeah, because we were playing against Seattle, who has like the worst defensive line. And I think that it was a little more matchup-based than anything. So I was I was real disappointed in this performance. Um, one and three, not going to get the job done. It reminded me a lot of the San Francisco playoff game. Yeah. Where you could just see... The big boys on their side were much bigger, stronger, faster, well-coached. I will say, man, credit to the Browns' defense, too, because they are fast. They are wicked. They don't pull any punches. Um, I think they're well-drilled. They're very disciplined. Um, Even in coverage, they looked pretty skilled um, across the board. And Jesus Christ, they've got some big D-linemen. Not a lot of weak spots, I don't think, in that defense. At least yeah, none that we could kind exploit. of as advertised as yeah. far as like, you know, people talked about the Browns are going to have one of the best defenses this year. And I almost had to wait and see, you know, <laughs> you just don't hear things like that. And yeah, no, they're impressive as fuck. And we crumbled underneath it. Yeah. Cannot. I, I will say this. I thought our defense was good today. Um, I know we gave up a lot of yards in certain parts of the game. But the fact of the matter is we've given up one touchdown uh, and 14 total points in six quarters now on defense. And that is really good. 14 points to the Browns is, should win you a game. Yeah. Like if you can't... Why can't we ever get it together at the same time, though? Because the first two games were like, man, the offense, we scored a lot of points, but the defense fucking blew it for us. And now it's the other way around. It's like, can't we just figure it out on both sides of the ball for... Well, he did last last week, but that's it. I think that's, that pretty much sums up the Mike Zimmer era um, outside of the Case Keenum season. Yeah. I mean, it's either like pick your poison. One of them, one side's gonna be good, the other side's bad. And then on the odd year where you have both sides good, special teams is like the worst ever and fucks everything up for you. Yeah, <laughs> we've been there. We've been, we've had all of those. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, it's week, like a, it's like a spin the wheel of depravity where you like, like okay, O line's gonna stink this year, guys. Yeah, but we're gonna rebuild the defense. Yeah, defense will be strong. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to ask. I mean, you know, now the talk for Zimmer moving on is getting stronger, and, you know, all the callers on the Vikings fan lines are, you know, calling for his head. I get it. Uh, what do you guys think? How hot is his seat if we ranked everybody's seats? I think his seat is super hot, but not during the season. Yeah, okay. agree. No reason to do that. Like, it's just, like, here's the thing. They're like, we should have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andre Patterson? Andre Patterson is the head coach. It's like, so would you rather have Andre Patterson doing it or Andre Patterson and Mike Zimmer doing it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're just taking another guy out who's who knows the defense and knows what we're doing. I think his seat is white hot for the offseason. Yeah. But if they got rid of him after eight years, unless they were, like, you know, one in ten. We lo- yeah, we lose, like, the next six. Yeah. If you're just, like, a complete yeah. train wreck. But, like, we just beat Seattle last week. We lost in a one-score game in the first two games that we could have won at the very end on both of them. We lose in a one-score game against a team a lot of people pick to be, like, a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying it's good, and I'm not happy, and I'm I'm frustrated and annoyed myself, but it, getting rid of Zimmer in the middle of the year is just, like, nonsensical to me. Right. I agree. I it, heard a lot of callers saying that, though. I don't think it's – I mean, there's not even any point to it. You're not going to improve all of a sudden and make the playoffs. It's sort of like, do you want to just shit all over him and disrespect him or just let it go? And then, you know, give him some dignity on the way out. The only thing is, is like, say we fire him in the offseason. Is he just going to go to a team like and just kick ass? Maybe. Well, he's going to have a D coordinator job probably somewhere within, you think? within you a think couple years. think he'll get years. a head coaching job somewhere? I think that what well, most likely for him is if he wants to coach. I mean, he's like, what, 70 years old or something now? Um, if he wants to coach, I would guess he'll take a year off and then he'll put his name in the hat to be a head coach he probably won't get a job and he'll get offered a you know a d coordinator job for someone okay he's a really good defensive coordinator he right. has been his whole career and he's been a good head coach and because someone is is struggling at the end like just because your time runs out or your message wears off doesn't mean that it wasn't a good hire i think the zimmer hire has been a really good one overall but yeah i just think like it almost feels to me like we're watching this and everyone kind of knows that this is the last season of Zimmer, Spielman, and Cousins. And like you kind of like feel it while you're watching it. And I just know that it's not just me. Like I know that everybody else is like, mm. yeah, it's going to look a little different next year. Well, imagine, you know, we feel kind of numb to it, right? Um, imagine how ownership feels, right? If they really truly want to win. Because yeah. obviously they're making money hand over fist. That I don't think the income from the Vikings probably does anything compared to their like New York real estate. You yeah. know what I mean? Financially. <clears throat> um, but I think that they are, I mean, I would, I would imagine if we don't make the playoffs, the day after our last game, Zimmer will be fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it would, be Spielman, that, it would be that swift. I yeah, kind of yeah. feel like Spielman will, too. And I, I think, like, I, if I had to guess right now, I would guess that we'll end up trading Cousins for, like, a second-round pick. What I wanted Just to, pro- dump. What I wanted dump to propose to you guys was a, a conspiracy theory that I came up with today. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Not a, sorry, not a conspiracy theory, but, like, a fake trade. Baker Mayfield, if he, get, <clears throat> excuse me, if he continues to stink... Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's coming up on his end of his rookie contract. And yep. I, is that at, after this season? Mm, I think he can renegotiate it after this year. Like he could he could get an extension after this year, but they could also go with their fifth-year option with him, and then he'd be there for another year on uh, last year of his deal. Okay. I'm wondering if the <coughs> Browns wouldn't be interested in a Kirk Cousins trade. I bet they would. If they're really done with Baker, which for all intents and purposes, unless he lights it on fire and becomes in like the MVP conversation, there's no reason to keep him around when you have a defense like that. Yeah. And you're missing like a competent quarterback. 
as the Browns are wont to do for yes. the last 20 years. Forever. Ma- maybe Kirk, they'd be interested in somebody like Cousin, mm-hmm. especially with the Stefanski connection and things like that. I'd, I I don't know what their salary cap situation looks like. I, I, this is just me like brainstorming, but I would see that as a potential landing spot. Because we Kirk. know about Kirk. If, you're, if your defense does a, has a great day, he will win you the game. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> that just didn't go down like that. Well, um... You know, here's a couple other landing spots for Kirk. I'm just trying to think of um, really anti-vax fan bases. Mm-hmm. Houston, maybe a trade for uh, oh, they're anti- anti-vax uh, Kirk for sex offender Watson <laughs> trade in the works. They did lose 0-40 uh, to 40 today, so that's really fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could, if he wants to stick with the anti-vax crowd, maybe... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I bet to... Houston is pro-vax, but it's the rest of Texas. It's like mm. Dallas and Houston vote Democratic every year, and probably a lot of them are, are vaccinated. But mm. any, everything Kirk, outside of that. Kirk, maybe Kirk to Miami? Kirk to Miami. They, could be. they seem a quarterback away. Kirk to the Saints. If they're, if they're done with Tua, yeah. Kirk back to Washington? Yeah, New Orleans. Hooking up with Sean Payton. I mean, that'd be perfect. They're both insufferable. I bet their salary cap is a disaster, though. It doesn't, like, exist for them. No, I know, but maybe, like... <laughs> they're like, next year, the Saints are fucked. And then the next year comes, and they're like, they... actually, it's next year. Yeah. It's forever. <laughs> they're pretty we, good. We, we, cut, <laughs> we cut nine dudes. We're good. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, Kirk's going to have to renegotiate, yeah. whether he wants to or not. So, oh, anyway. Man. I think well, this all, is depressing, I think guys. we're all just we're all just, like, over this team. Like, we've yeah. seen this story over and over. Yep. I think... Like Eric said, everyone can, with every horrible Cousins play and every time they huddle up with three minutes left in the game, when you have to score, the fans are just kind of done with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they can't turn it around, but it's going to be very difficult after the Detroit game. We need a playmaker. Um, I will just just remind you guys, I was the only one that did see this coming and and did pick Cleveland to beat us. Mm. Oh, you also picked the Vikings to be like 11 and 5. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about oh, okay. at all. Just, it's total luck. But uh, maybe I am becoming just a little bit more jaded than you guys, which I, I think is good. Okay, uh, this next week we'll see how jaded it gets uh, because we play the Lions. You guys think that we could fumble one to the Lions at home? The winless Dude, Lions. I do. We're one game we ahead of them. This, beat this team. Yeah, we're one and three. They're four and zero or zero oh and four. Uh, I do think we probably take care of business against the lowly Lions. Uh, a couple bright spots, I think, on the Vikings. By the way. Jefferson is just fantastic. He's fun. He is just one of the best in the league, and he's 22 years old. He is really fun. He's always open. He's just a first down machine. And uh, I think Hunter has been a big time difference maker. I really want a quarterback that doesn't just look for Thielen every time, too. I mean, you were saying yourself that, like, Kirk rolls out and doesn't even see Jefferson just open or, like, one-on-one and, you know. (laughs) He I think, doesn't hit him as that often, does he? <laughs> he has the last two weeks, I guess. But. Yeah. Here, here's another thing. Uh, there's another reason to maybe move on from this regime, is if you want to re-sign Justin Jefferson for the long term, mm-hmm. um, and you just continually have like a defensive-minded coach, and they, they only spend money on defensive players, and, oh, yeah, we need a third nose tackle again. You know, I, If I was Justin Jefferson, and like Kirk Cousins is still my quarterback, and we have like Clint as our OC... I'd probably want to move on. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get the ball. Where the quarterback has, you know, I'm going to go play in Arizona for me to get down the field. I'm fast, but I'm like, go I play in Arizona with Kyler Murray down for the deep ball. Yeah, so. like go yeah. anywhere else. I think I'm voting that we uh, we go get an athletic quarterback in the offseason, like either Deshaun Watson, which. You're ready to forgive. You're ready to forgive and cheer for him. I'm ready to cheer for him. Uh, 
I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna go. He's somewhere. gonna have to pay pay his dues here. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. gonna have to pay some big fines and lose a lot of money and be punished as as strictly as he can be. But he's gonna have to only get massages that the team sets up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From dudes. no more from dudes. No more a la carte yeah. massages for yeah, you. All no. we're going to the all male no massage list. Yeah, right. Yeah, holy man. All right, Chippendales so. Massages Inc. So finally, other football news. Richard Sherman finally catches on with another team. This was interesting after Sherman had uh, like a pretty big blow up uh, with the police and alcohol. And yeah, it was kind of a mess. What happened again, Jim? Yeah, he was like at a family function, wasted, like threatening everyone, freaking out. His own wife called the police or called 911. The 911 officer was really rude to her, by the way, which is super weird. Um, And then he like, oh, he's leaving, he's leaving. And then, you know, he shows up on a ring cam like an hour away at his father-in-law's place saying, come out here, I'll beat your ass, you old fuck. Like really, you know, not just drunk, totally drunk unhinged mm-hmm. um and i thought man this is like you know an everson griffin moment um but maybe no coming back from it and i guess he's back and i think it was really surprising too because while he's like had he's been very emotional on the field and these things we've never seen anything like this from him especially he doesn't even make news off the field really um so yeah i, I was surprising but i you know tom brady himself apparently called him and said we want you are you you know you're well, it's also uh, florida where there are no rules and nothing matters. Right. So, yeah. Well, speaking of Tom Brady himself in uh, breaking news, I mean, this won't be breaking when you guys listen to this, but I believe Tom Brady just broke the all time passing yards record like this moment on a long pass to um, uh, Mike Evans against his old team, the Patriots. And uh, we're going to have to have a moment. Drew Brees is there, all the Patriots people, and they're going to have to. I don't know, stop the game and celebrate the greatest of all time. I feel like I was like the last person on the Tom Brady's the goat thing. Yeah, you held off a little bit. I held off as long as I possibly I think when could. He, when he came back and returned and went to the Bucks, and I think that was. I, I that held was off it. as like, long right. as I possibly could, and it just got to a point where I couldn't hold off any longer because it's just a fact. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, we'll move on to the next thing, guys, and that is Timberwolves training camp. Hey, is underway. Jim, you watched the the uh, press conference with the three owners. Now is a Rod there? A Rod was there. Mark, A-Rod. whatever his name is, Mark, Mark Lori, who's the I real just, money. You know what I love? What do you love? How Ryan just knows every name, and uh, I don't he's know. Unstoppable. I don't know any names, and and you're a teacher, and you're like paid to remember kids' names. Every single Napoleon, episode. Napoleon, starts with a B. Bonaparte. <laughs> I don't bring. Oh, the, Ryan, you're unbelievable. I don't bring this up enough, but I constantly during every episode start talking about things about people that I don't know what their name is, and then I just look to Ryan, and he just He'll knows. Fill it in, and then he fills it in on the fly. It's so impressive. It's steel so. trap. Yeah. Um, we do appreciate that. So what the hell were you going to say? I, oh, I watched the press conference yeah, with those yeah. with Mark Laurie and yeah, um, it was kind of awkward, you know, as they always are. I thought the interesting thing that, that came out of it, one of the questions was, you know, so, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're making big decisions. Obviously, you just made a massive decision as far as Rosas they're referring to. Um, you know, at this point, who's making, who's the last, who, where does the buck stop? You right. know, and What's the they both order? look to, yeah. to Glenn Taylor's like, well, he's, you know, he's the owner. He's the majority owner right now. And, you know, he makes the decisions with our help. And so, yeah, he's don't expect any big turnarounds, at least for a couple of years, because he is still in charge making decisions and he's not very good at it yeah that's also a great way to like pass the buck too you know right. and it, so like any incompetence that happens 
they can just be like, listen, I can't wait till till we were taken. We over only got ten percent, so yeah. Glenn's the other ninety. So yeah, yeah so I, I wouldn't imagine. And then anything good that happens, be like, well, it must be our influence. Yeah, yeah, we're saying the right things. Um, that's that's solid PR right there. It is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, you know, they reiterated that they have no intentions to move the team. Uh, which I don't believe that they do want to move the team. I no. don't think that th- I think that they want to build a winning team so they can make more money. But um, otherwise, it's dude. They bought in so low. All they have to do is slightly better, and they'll make money. So they're in a great spot. I don't think they need to move the team. And I was also thinking, like, what what, what would be the destination? It's Vegas. like it, well, I was gonna say it's Vegas or Seattle. I mean, realistically, right? And I think of those two cities. Vegas. Vegas is the most desirable. That's, I think every owner who's like, mm, what if we on the fence about it's yeah, Vegas? Because yeah. I think they're seeing like, oh, fans from all of the other teams will travel to our games and we'll have some. Or, or they're already going to be there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. On a vacation. I have one request. If they move to Vegas, change the name. I don't want the Timberwolves out there winning and doing well. I want the Timberwolves to die a sad death and let it be over with. And maybe in 10 years or 15 years, we get another team. And maybe we name them the Timberwolves. I hopefully no, not. Hopefully they would, we don't. They would change the name to the Timber Lobos. <laughs> I hate because that. Because the Lobos is not the Nevada team. Am I making that up? Uh, no, it's they're the wolf pack. They're just the wolves, and then when they do those, like you know, and then UNLV let's, let's appeal is to the, Latinas. UNLV is the running rebels. They'd probably be like the rattlesnakes or something like that, which would be kind of cool. That's kind of lame. Why? I don't know. Mm, what do you New like Mexico was the Lobos. The Lobos. Okay, okay so go. what do you like better for Vegas for a basketball team? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I mean, it's been 10 seconds since well, we brought it it's, up. It's got to be desert-themed. The, the, the mesas. I the, think it's the... Um, scorpions. The, the sandstorm. The, the, the dung beetles. I think it's the Vegas Oceans 14. <laughs> Sponsored by a new movie coming out soon. I mean, they, they named the hockey team the Knights. Like, that's not... The Golden Desert, that's Knights. really dumb. Ooh. And then they stole the Army's logo. That was cool. Yeah. How about the, how about the chips? Chips. Poker chips, you know what I mean? No, they won't have any gambling mm. references. Um, right. I think we've, well, uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I don't think it will. Okay, so other news with the Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I saw Carl Anthony Towns yesterday. Yeah, how'd that go? Is he tall? I saw him in person. Uh, he was not as tall as I thought he was. Do you know that uh, he and his um, girlfriend, Jordan Woods, who's more famous than him, by the way, um, bought a bunch of shirts from your brother from La Flame. They did. Yeah. I was That's there supporting my brother and, uh, they bought a few shirts from him. And Is that my, when you saw him, uh, I, I was just getting there. I knew uh, he was already there and I thought I, I walked in and he was just getting shirts from him and the guy next to him. So, um, it was at a vintage fest at, uh, the, uh, La Familia skate park. It was a really cool event. Towns and Jordan were there and they were there with their stylist buying some stuff and uh, everyone was being really cool and kind of leaving him alone mostly which was nice and uh, he I feel good about Towns I might I might pick him to be on the all-star team this year because he told my brother mm-hmm. I don't leave the house ever the only thing I do is stay home and work yep he did say that he's grinding he's grinding um well it's good that's he, what I'm saying he better be grinding I'm because... ready to make my prediction for the wolf season hold on he better be grinding because we blew a top three pick because we decided to focus on team chemistry and winning down the stretch in a season where we should have been losing. Yeah, that was on a purpose. horrible choice. So the the Vegas odds have our line at thirty three point five. Do you guys think we will you take the over or the under on the on the Wolves? I'm, I wish I could. I mean, bet, if I knew that right they now, were going to be healthy, I would put healthy, fifty bucks on the over right now. If I knew they were going to be healthy, I would pick the over. But I know they won't be healthy, so I think I'd pick the under because they're the wolves and they're cursed. And no matter no, what happens, they lose games and everyone's hurt and Towns will be out and Edwards will be out and everyone will because that's what just happens with the team. It's just absurd. So um, the other thing is. Uh, 
couple other bits of news with the Wolves or possibilities. There's been some rumblings of the new ownership group wanting a new stadium. Arena. Arena, I mean. Um, I think... I don't know that they said that. I think that's hard to put... I think that would be hard to get because they did just spend a lot of money renovating the Target Center. And the big, huge, super expensive facility next to it. That's their training facility and where the Lynx practice. The Mayo Mayo Clinic thing or or was... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Is that also TCO or whatever? Um, Like sports medicine? It's definitely like sports medicine related. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So um, I don't see that as a possibility. Uh, but the other cool thing was is we got leaked images of a possible uh, third jersey for the Wolves this year as a throwback to their trees. It's actually a combination of three jerseys. Okay, tell me. I looked at, and if this image is real, okay? Okay. So it is the um, the original colors, mm-hmm. the, which my favorite color scheme was that blue with the Kelly green numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the color. And then it has the trees from mm-hmm. like five years later, that tree line. Mm-hmm. And if you look on the back, it has that, like, they call it kind of called it wolf fur that had on that first gray jersey, the first one we, any team had alternates. Yeah. And we had those. Do you remember those kind of slashes mm-hmm. down the yeah, back sides? Yeah. Those were dope. It has that. So it's like three jerseys all rolled into one, and they look great. I would love to buy one. Fake, of course. Uh, what would have to happen for you to buy a real one? I just don't. Why? Why? I want, mo- I want more jerseys. I don't need collector pieces. Like, I just want to keep getting the cool one. Okay. I just get the fake ones from China. It's and fantastic. you don't wear them. I just bought one. I've never I just seen bought you a wear a jersey. Kit. I wore one today for no, the No, no, no. A game. basketball jersey. No, I don't wear them. Because I, I, <laughs> I don't That's know That's why how. he's only spending 10 bucks a pop. I don't know how to wear them. They look so stupid on me. <clears throat> I think I'm there's like, only two ways I was to like, wear oh, a I think this jersey. one's just a, the wrong size. Let me get the size down next time. I got that one. It wasn't the Too size. Tight. Yeah. It just if it looks dumb. If you're not like 16. Maybe on a boat? If you're not 16 years old or just insanely fit yeah 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 the There's only no ways to wear a basketball jersey is over a hoodie mm-hmm. or on a boat yeah over a hoodie is good on a boat though i always like the button downs that's mm-hmm. my style yeah, it's like too. i can't wait yeah. to get on a boat to put on one of these yeah. free flowing mm-hmm. button like downs. linen but so yeah. short. oh god so um yeah i don't know but i'm just gonna keep buying them up because they look sweet in my closet, I guess. Okay. And that's okay. You're, that's you're, my right. Your kids are going to have to throw out when they move you into the retirement home. I think you should wear more basketball jerseys. Should I wear one next week? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to wear one over. I'm going to style it could... up for you. I'm going to figure it out. I got a million to choose from. Maybe I'll wear prints. Maybe I'll wear like original uh, towns. I don't know. I've never seen you wear a single one of these, so I'm no. excited. I have like, I have a Giannis Atatacumpo with the cream. I don't know why I bought that one. That one is actually a mistake, but um. <laughs> I think if you do like you're wearing like a long sleeve t-shirt now, right? I think you could pull it off with a long sleeve tee underneath. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I could. Then I would just be a little bit more warm than mm-hmm. I need to be. But, um, well, but winter is coming. Winter is coming. All right. Well, I'll just work on it for next week. I can't wait to debut something for you guys. So we did get some news from the NBA as well. They announced their policy with the people who are refusing to get the vaccine and that is the same as the NFL as if you are unable to play because of the uh, of COVID and you're un- unvaccinated, you will not be paid for the missed time. Right. It's a little bit more strict than that even because um, there are going to be some arenas that are going to have rules where if you're not vaccinated, you can't have a mask at all. Or, you know, you have to wear a mask the whole time. Yeah, and can't. so they'll just kind of have to miss the game. Mm-hmm. And so there's some places on the road, you know, somebody from Miami comes into, you know, the Bucks stadium. I thought it was like the California teams. Maybe. 
I don't know which ones, but you're probably right. But that, that, that would make sense. Whatever it the is. first one you listed was Wisconsin. I don't think they're on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So probably not. They're like we encourage. You but know, like maybe the Knicks, whatever, or yeah, the something Clippers like that. Or, yeah. And they would have to sit for that game. They will not be paid. Um, and I think it's very appropriate, especially um in basketball. I just feel like you're right in everybody's face. You're going to yeah. transmit a lot it's, easier. It's a lot more intimate. Yeah. Well, you had um, Wiggins who plays for the Warriors, and the Warriors are not allowing players. That are unvaccinated to play in their stadium california period yeah and so they were like wiggins like it doesn't matter like you either can play in the home games or you can't and yeah he got vaccinated and now good. good for him and now he's magnetic good fucking maybe the ball will be attracted to the hoop for him you know these guys the the bill gates of the world they're gonna mm-hmm. yeah. track you with the microchip they're gonna put something in you that's gonna be able to track you anywhere you go so they will know when you are at the local bar, they will know when you go to Target or Walmart, and they will know the six nights a week that you are watching TV on your couch. Mm-hmm. They'll know when you go home to Ohio and you hit that bar hard on a Saturday night after a loss <laughs> on Thursday, and you're grinding up on some co <laughs> They're going to know it all. <laughs> and there's nothing else that they have in place right now to track anywhere you go. Ron, right. what, what's he going to do when his balls grow to like the size of basketballs? Oh, he's not. He's going to have to retire. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> possible. All right, uh, next up, in other news, uh, the Gophers football team, who we're extremely passionate about and talk about on here a lot, all the time, had a huge win at 3-1 and one Purdue. This was coming off of uh, a terrible, horrible, brutal, like one of the worst losses in college football of the last decade, loss as 31-point home favorites against Bowling Green on homecoming. Uh, they followed it up by winning a game that they were losing at halftime. It's the first time in uh, P.J. Fleck's career at Minnesota that they won a game when they were losing at halftime. Ooh, it's kind of bad. Without a quarterback. They were 0-17 before. Oh, my God. Well, we're probably losing a lot of games at halftime. Yeah. To like Penn State and Wisconsin right. and yeah, Ohio yeah. State. The better teams yeah. just have your number the whole time, right. uh, yeah. especially in college football. I get it. Um, well, that was great. I mean, that was fun. It just kind of like you look at a couple, that, that, that loss – last week and it's just sort of sours the whole thing but okay i mean does this does this get you re-excited about the team who they play next week somebody's gonna kick our ass or what uh who cares maryland (laughs) so no it's someone bad it's like maryland or Rutgers or illinois or something i'd like like to think that that that. means that it's a win but uh but who knows we We thought bowling green was right uh also the wild have started their preseason they've had a few games um it seems like every time that they have a preseason game coach evenson after the game says i'm really disappointed in all of the veteran players and all the young guys are doing great but all the veteran players are doing terrible it's kind of spooky to me um i do think though that a couple of things to look for this season with the wild that will be fun is uh boldy and rossi I think I mentioned that last week as well um, as some big pieces moving forward that could possibly make the team and be kind of some of the better players by the end of the year. Yeah, and I don't remember his name, but, um, you know, our rookie goaltender last year who was pretty solid, um, you know, will probably, you know, have a bigger role. Um, I, I don't know. This is one of those scenarios of like, we're bringing everybody back. Yeah. Should be better. Let's hope so. Right. I, I um, checked with the security guards in Purgatory, though, and they said, no, it's going to be more mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same season as you've had the last 10. At least we're off. It seems to be we're off the A or B track with the new management. Like, I don't think they're going to start out super hot and then just tank, or they're going to start out like shit and then scrap and fight their way into, like, 
just barely making the playoffs and then be so burnt out that they get eliminated first round. I know a tinfoil hat barter usually is on this corner, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to come up with some conspiracy theory Eric name. Uh, is here to tell you that I am positive now that we are all living in a simulation. Mm. And I know this because the simulation is broken on Minnesota sports, and it is just the same season repeated. I think we're just the baseline. Right, they're mm. like we're the team. They're like you know, just keep them like on the same loop. Yeah, you know, there's not going to be lots of highs and lows. Just so kinda, they know just which universe we're in. Right, it's like uh, that movie. That the movie top, with the top. Uh, Inception. Time cop. <laughs> <laughs> time cop is what I was going yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, Inception. You're right. We're the constant. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we just we we are the totem. Okay, just not time. You cop. need you, you need to know what universe you're in. Check out the end of the season standings for the Minnesota sports teams. Yep, there you go. Okay, and then finally, guys, uh, the Twins mashing some home runs in these final games that mean absolutely nothing. Uh, it's the reason that we might need relegation in some of our sports leagues eventually because I haven't paid attention to a twin score and actually every time i even see a twin score now i think dang i wish they would have lost it would have got us a better draft pick because we're the eighth worst team in the league we've been out of this thing since may yeah every time i see a score i'm like damn they're still playing yeah i'm like that season's still going on huh so uh the only good news is that polanco has been absolutely lights out this year he's still on a pretty team-friendly deal and uh, 30 home runs yeah and then buxton came back here at the end of the year and has been just absolutely rushing the ball bashing balls for fun uh here's the thing with buxton he now is the, has the all-time highest slugging percentage in twins history which is crazy <laughs> and he's played like 30 games yeah <laughs> and two because they didn't trade buxton at the deadline which it sounds like they were willing to listen but they weren't so willing to make just any old deal like you were gonna have to blow him away since they kept him at the deadline I think that means they're going to have to re-sign. I would agree. I think they're going to have to pony up, and they're going to have to go give him a nice deal. It's going to have to be like five years, $100 million minimum. Too much. Way too much. I mean, what's Donaldson make, though? He makes more than that. I think, well... And Donaldson's he, older and always injured, too. I think I mean, Donaldson... I think, I think saying Donaldson is always injured is a little bit hyperbolic in comparison to Byron Buxton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are times where Donaldson has missed, you know, chunks of the season, but he was also like... American League MVP with Toronto, where he played 156 games or something like that. I mean, I I don't think it's it's apples and oranges for me. And I think you know Donaldson played most of this season. Um, he tweaked his hammy early, but then he's I think he's been back for at least 130 games, maybe 125. Buxton has played in 50. Yeah, that's a big difference. I'm not saying Buxton isn't worth the money on potential, but Buxton's also have to make some concessions and be like, yeah, yeah. I have not played a full season ever. Yeah, n- not even close in my four or five years, or whatever it's been. So I don't know. So I mean, the the 20th highest paid player in the league is Joey Votto making 25 million, and he's old and washed up. Like Paul Goldschmidt, it makes 25 million. Bryce yeah. Harper makes almost 28 million. I think 20 million for Buxton is like not outrageous for how good he is um, yeah, but all those guys you mentioned play 140 games a season anthony rendon dude's been mangled with injuries he makes 28 million sure i mean i just think buxton he's younger than all these guys yeah he's gonna hit this contract at an age that's a lot better than a lot of these older guys you gotta hope that your team can find a way to keep this guy in the field which they literally haven't been able to no matter what i just think they have to resign him at this point and I think the fans are going to be pissed. In reality, uh, the best way to rebuild the Twins would probably be to like be awful. Because in baseball, there's like 
two strategies. You're either really rich and have your own television deal and play by a completely different set of rules. And just trade everyone. for everybody. You yeah. bang on trash cans to win the World Series and cheat and nothing happens. You film people's signals from the outfield and you get a slap on the wrist and you have infinity dollars to spend. Or you're the other 22 teams and you literally can only be good if all of your young players like gel and are are great and i just think we're one of those 22 teams and so in reality i think the only way for us to be good again would be to like bottom out and slowly build through smart drafting and trading and things like that but i think they're so scared of what the fans will think that they won't and they're going to just kind of sit in Purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> Brought it back. That's all that's going to happen. They're just going to sit. In... You know what, Eric? You know what I just realized? Hmm. I think you need to switch baseball affiliations, and you need to start rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, mm, not Florida. <laughs> Damn it. He's got problems Maybe with... Toronto. But, How about Toronto? But no, Eric has specific Here... issues with 37 of the states, so you need to be careful. The only reason I thought of Tampa is because... They're brilliant. They constantly are like finding like new, young, like great prospects, and that's Eric's like bread and butter. Oh, they're yeah. just he loves at it. He loves he that loves, in, in English football. Well, yeah. just in all sports, like oh, he's twenty one years old. He's really good. Like Tampa is the team for Eric, mm-hmm. but they reside in Florida, so I guess not. I think Toronto would be my pick if I had to switch it. Switch it. What do they got? The Blue Jays up there? Yeah, the Blue Jays. Kind of cool hats. They definitely have really cool branding. Yeah, hats. their branding's sweet. They're always pretty good. We just got their one of their best prospects. Okay. All right, guys. That is all the time we have on this episode. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, and you'll check in with our screencast later this week when we talk uh, Spectre in our Bond rewatch. We're almost finished with it. Uh, spoiler: It's awesome, uh, and we're going to talk about a bunch of shows you should be watching. So tune into that. Until then, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. <laughs>